Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosity. Tom Simmons and Peter John Burns are with us. Hello. And Hi. T- we got a bet going already. We just started. We got a bet going. Tom is going to love this episode. Okay. Would I have bought this thing? Oh, wait. Those are two I totally hate that different question questions. Yes. Because my gut tells me no. But the only thing you, you don't buy anything. I, I, I bought the. The speaker the, to the, the theremin speaker. The theremin. theremin speaker was the only item so far, and a damn good item too. If you're going to buy one, that's pretty good. This thing right here, if you don't like this, Tom, then you know what I mean. Uh, I get to rebook the flight, go home, and watch my son play baseball. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'd were, like to say for the record, by the way, yeah, theremin speaker would be an awesome name for a Puritan preacher. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Have you read be, this? It would uh, be it's by Theremin Speaker. It's, it's by Theremin Speaker. It would be a lot less exciting than an actual Theremin Speaker. <laughs> you know, I would rather listen to the, the the feedback noise from a Theremin Speaker. Cotton Mather and Theremin Speaker. God. Have you ever read Cotton Mather's sermon? I've read a little bit. I've oh, read, I read snippets. Is, uh, bang head against the wall all right so you're very i'm gonna love this you're excited about this thing i'm excited about this thing should we just get it out or should you, you don't know this guy peter yes i feel like this is every episode that we do together mm-hmm. uh, eventually we're gonna start pulling you know what he's gonna pull out nba Perfect. memorabilia and then you're gonna be gonna, on it yeah you're gonna be on it i'm gonna say was and, that the Kansas City Chiefs is that no that's not a basketball oh, that's, yeah I'm yeah. not really a basketball guy but I late until lately I'm starting to like it but mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I know it peripherally you watch Sports Center yes yeah there you go you you're already way ahead of me right. yeah were they a I've Chicago a, Cub and I don't know them I have a better life than you is what you're saying yes um so so do you want to talk about where you found this or what drew you to it or you want to just bring it out and uh, start the excitement right off the bat. Uh, you like starting with the item, right? Boom, with the okay. item. So let's, yeah, okay. So we'll, we will just, we'll pass this to Peter. This is a picture. Pass this to Peter and see if Peter knows this gentleman. Because my gut says he is. But that's just the odds. Peter is that is a... I mean, it's a Civil War general. Nope. He, looks like he's, our, he looks like he's holding a baseball bat. Oh. Tom might be in. <laughs> Tom, the guy's connected to sports. Tom might be in. Let's see. He looks like he's holding a baseball bat and wearing a Union outfit or a Confederate outfit. I can't really tell. Right. No. Yeah. I, I don't know who. The, I mean, I that's could make exciting. It, I could make guesses. This is if exciting. Said, if Peter doesn't know this, then I'm I'm more excited than I was I, a minute ago. I do ago. not recognize him. Like, damn excited. His name is at the bottom there. Did you see his name there? Oh, it's just Everett, a cane. Everett Thornton. No. Yeah. No, Norton? it's not. It's a cane. Norton. Emperor Norton. Emperor? Oh, Emperor Norton of San Francisco. Yes. See. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Tom's irritated. <laughs> Wait a minute. But I, any, I'm intrigued by anybody that names himself. He, I'm assuming he named himself Emperor of something. Well, yes. he, you know, yes. but it was, it was forceful. He had to do it from the will of the people. Right. Okay. The will, the citizenry of this country lifted him up to Emperor Norton. He, he didn't want to do it. 
He has the least medals on his chest of any emperor. Well, that's because you don't need that when you have it in your heart, Tom. Yeah. Okay. So you know Emperor Norton. I know Emperor Norton. So tell me about well, this guy. Uh, well, Mark Twain, I think, yes. wrote about him first. Yeah. Uh, he was a self-proclaimed emperor of the people that was, I believe, essentially a homeless person on the streets of San Francisco. He might have had a dwelling, yeah. but it was not. Okay, so let's okay, so let's go let's go through the basic story. Here's the story. So this guy, right, uh, was was wealthy. He inherited money. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, See, he I'm in, already wrong. He inherited he inherited money. You're he right. Had, I love this episode. You're all, yeah. I said I was wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I knew that. He was said wrong. he was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Tom's back in again. We have a full canoe. Okay. <laughs> so the guy inherited inherited money uh, from what I've read. Like you know, he was a millionaire uh, in today's money. So he's like okay. a modern day Buddha. Okay. Calm down. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. Uh, and then there was some labor issues in China. There was some thing going on. I don't know the exact details, but uh, there's something going on where the rice market, right? The, the price of rice, price of rice skyrockets because China stopped shipping it. Okay. So this businessman figures, well, here's a way to make some money. So he buys an entire shipment full of rice at a certain price, right? And figures by the time it gets here, boom, I'm going to turn this money. And it, But he miscalculated and he lost a ton of money. And then he spent the rest of his money trying to sue the guy that he bought the ship of rice from, claiming this and that and, you know, la da 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 and ends up destitute. No more money. And then he disappears from San Francisco. Okay. He's got like a lifetime supply of rice to eat. Well, yeah, he's... The, he's, it, but that's a lot of carbs. See, here's the difference. That's <laughs> a lot of carbs. You <laughs> if you get all out. the tea in China, that's a great deal. All the rice in China, <laughs> turns out that can go against you. Right. Is that how Rice Aroni started? So a couple of years. The San Francisco treat. Yes. So a couple of years go by, and this businessman that, you know, he's kind of known in this community or whatever, he's disappeared now. He went destitute. No one knows what's happened to him. No one know, knows what happened to him. And then he just pops up, dressed like this. He's got a... a Civil War uniform on. He usually wore a beaver hat, a beaver fur hat with a big peacock feather coming out of it, and a cane. In this, in the photograph I have, which is a gorgeous one, he's got a little. It looks like the the proper hat on with his uniform. Yes. So he, he shows up dressed like this, crazy man, and walks into the Chronicle. Would it be San Francisco Chronicle? One of the you know the yeah, major. I mean, that's the major. That's the major newspaper now. I don't know what. It was. What yeah, year? What's the time frame again? Eighteen fifty nine. 1859, he walks into a newspaper and tells them that because of the demand, the heavy demand from the citizens of this country, uh, he has declared himself Emperor Norton, Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico. And he has to issue some proclamations to his, you know, his people. And, and the Chronicle says, we'll have a seat. Let's talk to you about that. Yes. Well, it was a slow we, news day. The, ba the baseball season was over and they figured, what the hell? They oh, said yes. And they printed his proclamations his demands his thoughts they printed them in the paper and san francisco <laughs> fell in love with this dude they're like emperor norton this is great he's homeless he's got no money but he's walking around and he go and he goes to the paper and gives his proclamations but he's the emperor of the united states but he he, he wants to speak for mexico He's a pre protector, my friend, protector of Mexico. You know, it's just like Mike Pence. He cares about the people. Right. He's There's no borders. 
We're all humans. So let me finish the story, Tom, because it gets wonderful, right? The the people of San Francisco kind of fall in love with this dude. They give him a, a, a room to live in, in a hotel, okay? He lives in a little boarding room. And there's nothing fancy, but it's a little room. He's got a cot, you know? Restaurants feed him for free because when he's sitting, and he dressed like this everywhere he went, he had a couple of different, you know, Civil War outfits and a couple of different hats, and he had canes and what have you. And people would see him eating in a restaurant and they would come in and eat to eat with the emperor. So people started feeding him for free. Um, the, the city of San Francisco gave him a rail pass where he could travel for free uh, on the, wherever he went. The opera house had a seat with his name on it. He reserved, so he visited all the openings of That's the so place. That's so interesting. They just, so they just embraced his craziness. They I were like, you we're like going to one-up your crazy, and we're going to say, okay. Yeah. San Francisco found its things. brand early. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just the first lunatic in a series of lunatics embraced by the San Francisco populace. Well, I got to tell yeah. you, if I was comedian Jim Norton, I would, I would say, hey, I'm in the line of Emperor Norton. Right. This falls I'm to a, me. I'm a direct descendant. Of the of Emperor Norton. Jim Norton should yeah. get free seats to wherever. What did you say? The opera? Opera. He had a couple of different houses, a couple of different uh, theaters in town, apparently, had a, a seat with his name on it reserved for opening night. Uh, that sounds like something Paul Hooper would do. I love Paul Hooper. That's what I mean. Like, he's he's got that, like, I should be the leader. And I should be the leader. Declared and but I'm he did some amazing things, Emperor Norton. There was a, you know, the, there was a lot of contention, a lot of... Uh, pro, uh, you know, hatred, uh, you know, racism against Chinese. Right. Okay. Uh, so, and at one point in San Francisco, there was, it, it got real tense and there was a mob with torches going to, you know, uh, attack a bunch of Chinese. And it got to the point where they were literally in the streets standing off. There's a, a bunch of racists with torches going to attack. And Emperor Norton heard about it and stood in between this mob. And they all shut up when he showed up and he just closed his eyes and started um, you know, uh, reciting the Lord's prayer and until the, eventually they all just gave up and went home, just recited it over and over and over till they all just left. And that was the beginning of Western side story. Wow. wow. <laughs> There's a lot of cool. That's, do you have the, do you have the, de the original declaration and, and the, like what were his proclamations of emperor town or whatever? I just put the glasses on. So yes, you do. Are we ready? By the way, Tom, uh, Part of the reason that like he considers himself protector of Mexico. So this is eighteen fifty nine, right? Yes, that's that's when he did, it did I, it made he, his initial statement. Okay, yeah. so that California was, became a state eighteen fifty. So like this was the recent past, relatively speaking, that they were part of Mexico. Okay, protector of Mexico. And at one okay. point he added later on, which I thought was was wonderful. He added also uh, emperor. Emperor Norton, uh, Emperor of the United States of America, Protector of Mexico, and the Sandwich Islands. <laughs> he added that. What are what the Sandwich <laughs> Islands? Is that like the like I don't even know those islands. Yeah, me either. But that's awesome. It's like Club Sandwich. Is it, are they named after sandwiches or they, isn't that the Saturday Night Live? Uh, the, the the remember that beautiful, the Earl of Sandwich, the Earl Sandwich. Yeah, the, the Earl of Douchebag. I think was the, Douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, all these, okay, let's so, read some proclamations. Okay. Uh, Sandwich Islands, Pacific uh, group of islands. How long did they carry on this, this farce? Farce? Until he died. Yeah, and I love, thank you, Peter. 
thank you. This man was an American hero. What are you thank talking about? Thank you very much. It sounds I, like he I'm, was just a crazy person. It was the original, like... Um, crazy. It sounds like he was the original, like, what's the thing, like the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Where they what were like, is you know this what? blasphemy? I will not hear yeah. this in the name of the Emperor Norton. Like they have the video of Mexico. Right, they they all, and the sandwich. Yeah, they all pretend the kid's Batman. The whole city is Batman. Says but, what if, but what if he was, uh, you know, a Buddha? That was San Francisco. Too. You haven't even yes. heard his proclamations, and you're denouncing the guy. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Let me let's hear his platform out. Yes. Buddha, <laughs> Buddha yeah. didn't. Buddha Come didn't on. turn his back on his family fortune to. <laughs> He didn't lose it all in the rice business and then take up being <laughs> right. transcendental meditation. December seventh, uh, December second, eighteen fifty nine, disapproving of the act of Governor Wise of Virginia in hanging General Brown, John Brown, right, uh, of of Charleston, Virginia, on December second, uh, and considering that the said Brown was insane and that he ought to have been sent to an insane asylum for capturing the state of Virginia with just seventeen men. Now know all men that I, Emperor Norton, protector of Mexico, do hereby discharge him, Henry A. Wise, from said office and appoint John C. Breckenridge of Kentucky to said office of governor of our province of Virginia. So the governor of Virginia hung John Brown and Emperor Norton saying, well, we can't have any of that. You're uh, out. So you're out. And he, con- and he tells the, the governor of Kentucky to go fill in until he can find another one. Are you liking this guy? Let's read more. This he is sounds, beautiful. He sounds a lot like a, a our current president, actually. You know, no, he's not. This guy was. Uh, well, he was. Uh, to be fair, he was pro-abolition. Okay, which cannot necessarily be said for a current. That's president. a good point. Yeah, this guy was. Uh, I mean, when you start look, he made about four hundred fifty proclamations. Okay, right. and when you start looking at him, he's ahead of his time on a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, like for instance, like you know how we we're just talking about whatever, like Trump. <laughs> he got rid of the he got rid of NAFTA, bad deal for America. Got us out of the climate thing, which was bad deal for humanity, you know. And he said he wanted to get out of the Emancipation Proclamation because that was a that was a bad deal. A bad, bad deal. That's a bad deal. It's just a bad deal he's for America, to, right? What have we gained? That's right. What? Show me the money we've made. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, January eighteen sixty. Whereas a body of men calling themselves the National Congress are now in session in Washington City. In violation of our imperial edict, edict of the 12th of October last, declaring the said Congress be abolished, he abolished the Congress. Okay. You're not like, this is incredible. I well, love this. It's nice that he just decided all that. I was, was going to ask you if the governor of Kentucky like, ever like, used they, that as they, a power play to be like, the guy said, but you yeah. know what I mean? But I can see now that. They ignored him. But the king of Hawaii, actually. The king of Hawaii refused to deal with the United States government and demanded to only deal with Emperor Norton. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Really? Yeah. And then they he did deal with him? Oh, I don't know. I think, but, well, uh, if you want to think about the history of Hawaii, <laughs> uh, you, can, you, you can take a shot at it, but eventually somebody's got an army and an aid Emperor Norton. It's true. <laughs> Wow, this is January twenty first. Hilarious, isn't this great? I love this. Let me read a few more, and then we can talk about it. January twenty first, eighteen sixty seven, an overzealous patrol special officer, Armand Barber, arrested His Majesty Norton First, uh, Protector of Mexico, for involuntary treatment of mental disorder, and thereby created a major civic uproar. Police Chief Patrick Crowley apologized to His Majesty Emperor Norton and ordered him released immediately. Uh, 
Several scathing newspaper editorials followed the arrest. All police officers are heretofore to salute his majesty when passed on the street. So a cop arrested Norton for being a vagrant and homeless and also charged him with lunacy. Okay. Which is craziness, right? Yes. yes. And so he actually charge? he actually went to prison and the, the sheriff heard about it and released him immediately and then really did pass an order saying that all police officers are to salute Emperor Norton whenever he's seen, whenever they pass him on the streets. That's, that's you got to love a whole city that's in on the game. It's, I, it's yes. really wonderful. The whole city is like we got one asshole that arrested our emperor. <laughs> right. And we all have to pay a penance. <laughs> Isn't this beautiful? Wow. Um, this was, does it, did this go? Obviously, this was for a few years, so it went across a, a couple administrations, probably. Then, right? Like, I mean, you know, he was giving. Let's see. When I, one was, I'm 19, not sure when he died, but when he died, twenty thousand people attended his funeral. I mean, this wasn't like just one kind of kook that was. All, I mean, these, he was a he was, he was a, a member. Yeah, he was a beloved public figure. Yes, he, he really was. Our was. lunatic. He printed his own money. A, a printing press. Is that when they killed him? No. <laughs> he printed his own money with his face on it, and businesses accepted his money. From him or from everyone? From him. From him. From him. And then whatever he needed, he would buy with, and he'd pull out his money, and they would frame it and put it to show that they, you know, they are frequented by the emperor. You know, it was a boost for their thing. Those notes still float around. The last one that I saw for sale was ten grand. Wow. Yeah. And someone bought it. I mean, sure. it was at an auction. Uh, I just won my money from Tom. <laughs> Dang that's it. that's twice I've won. That's I've this is fantastic. I owe you five. I gotta give you change. We made a bet that Tom would love this guy and he just hey, pulled out his wait, wallet. Hey, this guy. I can wait a minute. I think you like the idea that an entire the idea city. The, the 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 episode the item. Yes, I. Are you going to pull your tin back now? No, well, if it's this guy, I do like him. Right, and I, but I love the people. Yes, every, I love everybody else in this story. And that's that what everybody I talk went about. like, you know what? This is fun. Let's embrace this guy's yes. craziness. I think. There's a obviously pass this five to Tom. And it's not just now, but I think all through the time we're like there. Most of us would be like. Shut up! You put the somebody put the lunatic away. You right, know what I mean, like right. But they but, went a different direction. They embraced him. They, well, he wasn't hurting anybody. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's the difference. Is most of the time you want to get rid of the lunatic because he's yeah yeah he's he he shitting in the corner. You know, it's like okay. But I got an episode on that coming up. By the way, the first time he he beheaded someone in the name of the emperor, be an emperor, people would have been like, all right, we're no longer accepting Right, the first time he started well, yeah. using his, his his cane to beat someone, they'd be like, all right, right joke's over. Yes, yeah, so but much for taking your cash. He was a harmless, colorful lunatic, and yeah. I like the fact that San Francisco was kind of almost founded on the notion of embracing colorful lunatics. Me too, I love that. And, and you know, and here's one interesting aspect to this, is this guy wasn't hurting anybody, Right. He was interesting, and he did. He was well-spoken. Listen to right. these proclamations. And he did just – he had meeting places where he would announce in the paper what time he's going to be there and what his talk is going to be on. And crowds would show up and listen to this guy. But he wasn't like – like I said, he wasn't hurting anybody. So why would you just lock this guy up? What's the point of that? Right. He's harmless he's and actually – well, Not only harmless, 
but thoroughly entertaining. Thoroughly entertaining. And even if you don't think he is, walk away. Right. You know? But this is Miracle on 34th Street, but with, you know, monarchy. Yeah. Let's, you you want to hear a couple more? Yeah, I want to know how this isn't a, a movie script. It just seems I like it seems like it seems like a the Fisher King type thing. You yeah, know? yeah, there you go. Yeah, but this should just be a but the Fisher a, King, but he smelled better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, but he 18, had lodgings. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, eventually he wasn't homeless because they're like, ah, give him a room. He had lodgings when when he di- when he died. Here's here's what he had. He had a cot, and there, he had two two of these uniforms, and they were made when it would get real ratty when the uniform. Then a, a clotherer in town is that the way you said a clotherer, a clothing yeah. store would make him a new uniform. Right. You know, a tailor. I mean, they took care of him. They didn't. It's not like they, you know, tolerated him. They actually they actually took care of him out. But, you know, some people are like, I will to give my money to home. Like it wasn't they didn't give him, uh, you know, a mansion to live in. Right. They gave him a boarding house. Right. He wasn't walking into a to the nicest restaurant in town and being like, I'm buying for everybody. They were no. like, they, OK, dude, we'll he feed got you. Fed. He saw some shows. He had a rail pass. I think I just, that's like a beautiful story of the of all the people around like it. And I wonder, like, do they have to keep pulling people aside that don't know who he is? You're new in town. You're new in town. First thing you got to know. Right. One, don't go to Chinatown after 9 p.m. It gets weird. (laughs) Also, (laughs) the guy in the uniform, he's the emperor. Just roll with it. (laughs) You know what? Tom just said that, that it's the people around that it makes it so beautiful. I got to give you back your money because I feel bad taking your money now. That's like. Buy me a coffee. You want it. I'll buy you a coffee. Yes, you want it. I do, I, one of my is declarations what, is if you make a bet, you pay up. You don't squelch. Yeah, but I've, but see, here's what I love about this guy and what I've always loved about this guy is it is the people around him and the way they reacted to him that makes me like I grin when I think about this guy. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah, I wish that behavior was a little more tolerated. I, I wish I wish that, that that particular angle of, well, we could have locked this guy up in prison. We could have put him in a mental institution. We could have done that. But instead, let's just embrace this. I wish that masses of people would try that angle more often to see if it worked. Do you know what I mean? I do. I a mean, little I also more think embracing, he's, he's, a little less beating. Yeah. I mean, I will also say I think he's also somewhat, you know, how to put it? Um, he's happy crazy. He's happy crazy. He has one delusion that, you know, he plays out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's, I mean, I'll put it, socially harmless. Sure. You know, I mean, and and I say that not to say that, like, mentally ill people are, uh, how to put it? Amusing. Always harmful. Harmful, right. But, you know, I mean, there is an argument that says sometimes you have to... Uh, incarcerate isn't the right word, but commit, shall we say? Yes, but 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 yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But if we, I think if we had an attitude more of, well, let's let's not Takes a just village. judge everybody as let's beat them and lock them up. Sure, I, I'm just saying, like I'm put it, uh, you know, he's not talking to the voices in his head. He's not committing self harm. Yes, you know, he's the, not hurting anybody else. Right, he's interesting. But he's this. You know, how about most paranoid schizophrenics, for instance. Uh, you know, yeah. can be a danger to themselves and others. But we don't know what he was. I mean, no, no, no. we, we have no clue what he was. Right, but we do know that, like, at least so far as the reports go, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, you know, he got up and bathed 
and wore his uniform and had a cot and went to the opera and, you know, how to put it, um, you know, uh, I would. He kept his shit together. Yeah. Oh, do you, you have, do you have, did he have family besides everybody? No, not that I know of, but besides everybody, I'm lo Tom, I'm loving you on this episode. You got a hippie theme going over there. Yeah, well, I like that's it. really me. Besides everybody, everybody was his family. But, you know, another thing to point out, Peter, was the only reason that. Maybe we're all insane living around here, walking from building King. to building. And is that was that the thing of Fisher King was that I think kind of that was kind of the thing. I Let's mean, there's a lot of romantic, you know, if the if you open the asylum, then, you know, who is truly crazy? Much of the behavior, how much of the uh, of uh, of that kind of thing would be turned around if the city as a whole turned their would back say, on. yeah. Well, let's let's lead with a caring foot and then see what needs to be. No, agreed. And right? th there's actually data coming out of Los Angeles where the the problem is horrific in terms of the number of homeless. Like mm -hmm. half the homeless. In the country, I think there are 200,000 homeless people, and I think 100,000 are in California, mm. if I remember that correctly. Yeah. Um, and like a large percentage of that is Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, yes, there are people who are on the streets because they're mentally ill, but what they're also discovering is that if you're on the streets for not a long period of time, a few years, mm -hmm. it causes mental illness. Uh, 19, or 1868. The Supreme Court of the United States is hereby commanded to try Andrew Johnson for usurpation and our imperial authority and prerogatives. And if found guilty, behead him or send him back to black the emperor's boots. So we're going to try Andrew Johnson in a court of law. And if he's found guilty, behead him or send him here so he can clean my, so he can clean my boots. Uh, so this is interesting. So he did declare some like crazy stuff. That they obviously didn't follow through on. No, yeah, they didn't follow. If they vote, to be clear, if they had beheaded Andrew Johnson, mm -hmm. we might have been much better off. Than, he was not wrong. Yeah. What, the so, emperor was not so wrong. So tell me why, what, it, what happened with Andrew Johnson? That <laughs> Andrew was. Johnson was the successor to Abraham Lincoln, who was a pretty virulent racist. Uh, Nick. So he went the other way? He was... Yeah. So, I mean, like... Emperor Lincoln Norton was, was ahead of his time. We're going to get into some of that. Lincoln, he was Lincoln brought thing. Andrew Johnson on the ticket because you know there was war on, so it was kind of a tough re-election campaign. Right. So he was trying to do a unifying thing and brought this racist shitbag onto the ticket. Lincoln gets whacked. I think you like the fact that I said whacked. Right. And then yeah, I, uh, I like that. Did he start to change the policies around? And he like completely did. Canceled health care. Undid Reconstruction. Okay. Nice. So yeah, he undid yeah. reconstruction. What do yeah. you mean? You have to re. You have, he took all the gain from the last fifty years of the Democratic Party, and re, I'm just, I'm right. just kidding. That's actually he was, he was a Republican. Time, yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, but all the, all, you know, all the, you know, yes, uh, black people get the vote. Black people get to serve in Congress. So he's basically he basically embraced. Did, did Jim Crow start immediately, or did that did, he? he there he, was a there he, was allowed, a, he made, made the United States look the other way while they instituted Jim Crow. Yeah. So there was a period right after uh, James Lowen writes about this. Like Reagan did with the drug war? The, I think yeah. uh, James Lowen writes a lot about this fascinating stuff. He calls it the Nader period, right? So after the Civil War, there was this little window where you had elected African-Americans, you know, uh, in most states, even southern states. Yep. 
Okay. Right. There was this period where it actually did work. You I was know? reading about that. Like populism was a thing. Like there was a populist party that was sort of, that was poor white, poor black, just poor. And then that's sort of what they, when they, they had this, they're like, oh, we got to separate that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. White people have to at least go be like, I'm better than at least this. I'm better than, than so that, they, yeah. and then so there was this period there right after the civil war where, you know, there, there were uh, black people in baseball. Yep. You know, I mean, people think Jackie Robinson was the first. He was not. There were yep. black people playing baseball, uh, integrated. And then and then Johnson, and Jim Crow and all, all this crap. But yeah. Johnson pretty much was undoing all of the good. If we would have listened to the Emperor Norton. Wow. What? No, I'm just that's just interesting to me. I learned I learned stuff on this show. Well, I'm saying it also shows that, you know, um, San Francisco is willing to tolerate a loony. You know, as long as he votes the right way. <laughs> there's, a, there's a line here somewhere between Emperor Norton and uh, uh, Governor Brown. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about him. Every so the populist I've got a party lot of was good a episodes thing in my head right now. Okay. Right after the Civil War, the populist thing thing was. Uh, have you ever heard of Tom Watson? No. He's a prominent populist leader, and no. the populist preached uh, equal equalitarianism of want and property the kinship of a common grievance and a common oppressor. Um, in his speeches to black and white farmers, he would say, you are kept apart that you may be separately fleeced for, of your earnings. You are made to hate each other because upon that hatred is rested the keystone of the arch of financial despotism that enslaves you both. You are deceived and blinded that you may not see how this race antagonism perpetrates the monetary system which beggars both. And then, so the populists were a growing party in the 1880s and 1890s and blah, blah, blah. They were known as the compromising, uh, as um, against the conservatives who were the comprising of the party of the privilege. Um, And then they, William Julius Justin noted, as long as poor whites directed their hatred and frustration against the black competitor, the planners were relieved of class hostility directed at them. So then they went, according to this book, this, um, the new Jim Crow, Sort of that's how it started, like breaking up the populist movement and separating. Right. Poor, now that's, poor... that's all after Johnson, to be clear. Okay. So, jo- okay. Yeah. You know, Lincoln gets assassinated in 1865. Johnson's then president. So I forget when he stops being president. I guess 1864. I mean, he's impeached somewhere in there. I think it was 1871. What um, was he impeached for? Being a dick. Okay. You can do that? Well, that's what they put right there. <laughs> I hereby on this day do declare Johnson's a dick. I mean, pretty. Like, That's why we call him a Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Ah, jo- nice. jo- Johnson was essentially. So, I always look up at the clock when you do a, a penis joke because I'm like, <laughs> how far like, did we make it? How, how far did we make it till Tom got between the crotch? Thank uh, God the, the emperor. Crotch, thank the God crotch. emperor never declared those. Uh, he, I'm sure he would have loved. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, John. I mean, basically, it was a situation where Congress said. Uh, like, you're not allowed to do this. And John said, well, I'm doing it. And they went, all right. I mean, they, they set up a, an impeachment trap for him that he stepped right into. And then, okay, uh, as was, you know, uh, has been talked about quite a bit recently, he was acquitted uh, of impeachment by one vote. Huh. And then... Uh, it's weird Mitch that there's McConnell. only been a couple, and then, and I still, you you really don't know three. It. Like, they're, like, the... The the MSNBC news and seeing like he'll that was their like dig on like as soon as uh, Trump was impeached it's like he'll always go down as the f- first thing known is his impeachment and I was like well we don't really say that about Clinton 
So it's not really, you can't really be like, it'll be always be in his epitaph. Well, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, like you don't really trying. think Bill Clinton, no, nah, remember, he's the president that was impeached. You're just like, yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I he, think they were trying to look for a positive because it was a disaster. Yes. Yes. You know? Okay, back to this emperor who's way a uh, leader. August 12th, 1869. Do you like these proclamations? Yeah. They're, they're fabulous. To me. They're ahead of, he's ahead of the curve. He really, he really was. I mean, there's we're gonna get, there's a couple that you're just like really that early. Okay, it's, I, I like that. There's not. Are you just do you just find a few or is there's 450. I just I actually. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say he really doesn't babble on a lot, but this no, guy's no, no. 450 yeah. of them uh, roughly, and I prepared for this episode because okay. I wanted I wanted to. If you're gonna not like this guy, fine, but I want to put forth a good. Good, good defense. I don't want to just say you should Google him. He's fun. Like yeah, so, I didn't read all four fifty, but I, I read quite a bit of them. Okay, and got some good ones. Uh, August twelfth, eighteen sixty nine. Emperor of the United States and protector of Mexico, being desirous of ally, allying the decisions of party strife, the decisions of party strife now existing within our realm, do hereby dissolve and abolish the Democratic and Republican parties. And also do hereby, yes. We should have listened to this guy. I'm telling you. Uh, and also do hereby decree disenfranchisement and imprisonment for not more than 10 nor less than five years to all persons leading to any violation of this imperial decree. So he's going to, to stop the strife between the parties, we're just going to get rid of both of them. Let's go. 18 and to be fair, he then decided it was going to be a benevolent dictatorship. Oh, so. that's true. That's never mind. <laughs> yeah. 1872, whoever after due and proper warning shall be heard to utter the abominable word Frisco, which has no <laughs> linguistic. <laughs> okay. That's the first thing I'm like, absolutely. That's how he, that's how he really sealed his, that yeah. went in them over in San Francisco. So that one's about, and some people say that might not have been true, but, uh, so, but he says, uh, the abominable word Frisco, which has no linguistic or other warrant shall be deemed guilty of a high misdemeanor and shall pay into the imperial treasury a penalty the sum of $25. So you say pay, Frisco, 25 bucks. Can I pay that in Norton's? <laughs> now that would be a lot. Uh, let's do another one. March 23, 1872. Um, that I, that, uh, let's see, no, that's one. Okay. That a, a suspension bridge be built from Oakland Point to Goat Island and then to Telegraph Hill, provided such bridge can be built without injury to the navigation uh, uh, navigational waters of the Bay of San Francisco. He's talking about the San Francisco Bridge. And he had an environmental way before policy. It was built. What? And he had an environmental policy. Yeah. As long as it doesn't damage the, the waterway. Yeah. I mean, some of his proclamations, he, he uh, demanded, I didn't find the one, I don't think about, but he demanded that the nations bring together uh, delegates and form a league way before it happened. You know, he also anticipated um, farmers markets. He said, I don't understand why all the carts are up and down the sidewalks. There should be a designated area where we can all come together. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm serious. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Uh, wow. Were any of his sort of policies ever no farmers markets implemented that, but yeah, but the, I would assume that those naturally evolved on their own. It's like other people also had that idea. Yeah. I don't think not, I don't think that there was ever anything that he said that people actually, the government actually went out, uh, you know, and said, let's do this immediately. But, um, 
the public, uh, 1872, the public officials having again notoriously betrayed the confidence and trust imposed in them by a trusting people and having shamefully disregarded the public interest and the people's welfare to feather their own nests. Now, therefore, we, Norton I, Emperor of America and Protector of Mexico, do hereby order all such officials to resign forthwith and do declare their said offices va vacant and from the date heretofore. I mean, this is, he does this over and over where he's like, you mistrust, or you put, the people put their trust in you and you did not do it. Therefore, I declare that you are no longer, he's just voting people out and all that. But, I, but I like you wonderful. said, 20,000 people showed up at his funeral. Yeah, they loved people, him. But right, they loved him. So he obviously did have some political influence. He was like a lobbying group. Like he was like, he, he could, weren't, if you were running for office, wouldn't you want his endorsement? Yeah, I, I'm curious if that ever happened. Of like course, if, it if had to happen. Everybody, anybody, if the who are you going to vote for, Emperor? Well, the you problem know? was is that he was eventually replaced by a centrist. Yes, <laughs> those people—they ruined it all. He gave all his. He He's gave the all Bernie his, Sanders of San Francisco. He gave all his delegates to somebody yeah. else. To um, you getting tired of hearing these? No, no, no. I mean, if you got some that hop out at you, some more. I get it. He's he wants people to do good. He's in favor yeah. of gay marriage, right? I don't know about that, but he uh, <laughs> yeah. he signed. I'm going to guess no. He was definitely the, the defender of uh, the African-American that yeah. over and the over. Chinese, apparently. Chinese well. over and over. He, there should not be this hatred. He was Jewish. The emperor was Jewish. See, he was Bernie Sanders. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he, but he went to synagogue uh, on Saturday, and then he attended all the other churches on Sunday. He was particularly interested in the Unitarian point of view. Of course he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, what is, just for people that don't know, what is the Unitarian view? Unitarian view is more like, uh, to condense it down, is like, look, it might say you own slaves in the Bible, but we don't do that. So why would you follow the other negative to judge each other? Why don't people, it's more of a humanitarian thing. We're not going to follow the book so much as we're going to follow what the love. Unitarians are kind of like, it's kind of like an AA meeting, but with less Jesus. Okay. Uh, okay. I want Tom would like some of his points of view on religion. Some of it is a little, uh, let's read some of that. Um, where, uh, this is January 2nd, 1873. All this printed in the newspaper. He had a nice little rain. Do you think there's any chance? Nice little rain. Yeah. Do you, <clears throat> I want to name this podcast yeah. nice, the nice little rain of Emperor Norton. Right. I mean, he lasted for like pre-civil, like. 1859 to. I, 71. That's 71. Google when he died. I, I don't know when he died. Well, it's at least 15 years so far. And then. Well, he was, Stuart, is he really dead if we still remember him? Oh, thank you, Mr. Indy. I was I thinking like if that. you had your time machine. Yes. Right. And you went back and yeah. you were still a junker. Do you think you could get your hands on some, on some Norton backs? Some Norton backs, absolutely. I'd walk up to him and. No, I mean, yeah. Oh, but I mean, like. If I had a time machine, I could just go get it from the man himself. That's a good point. That's a good point. Is there any of his the money that he printed? Mm -hmm. Is there any chance that's framed or or preserved somewhere? That would be a cool find. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, they it pops up every once in a while, and and it goes on auctions, and it's super expensive. It's super expensive. The last one I saw was like one of these high dollar auctions, like legit kind of where they sell art Sotheby's, and stuff. Yeah. Sotheby's kind of really, yeah. And I don't know even know why I ran across it, but they were auctioning off uh, one bill, and it went for just just south of ten thousand dollars. 
That is so cool that that's like, isn't that neat? Like how like how excited would you be? I to was find expecting one? you to go. That's so dumb. Well, Who would pay money? That's so dumb that it's neat. You know what I mean? Like that's because that is worth still something. love him. And the story and why you, I why that money would be worth something to me is because of the story of like, yes. And it's not necessarily about a crazy dude that thought he was sick. Because I'm sure there's a ton of emperors running around. You know, we got a baron. Any with we got a baron out. out there in the lobby that's a producer of the show. I'm the producer of the show, I know, and he's not <laughs> near as ahead of his time as this. Right? Like, wouldn't it be cool to be flipping through a box and instead of finding like oh. a, the Sealand coin, you found a Norton dollar? If I, I mean, this picture that I found made me happy. It still does, to be honest. I, I you know, but that thrilled me for for seven days. Did you ever look up if this picture is worth anything? I have no idea, but and I seriously doubt that's his signature at the bottom. But that is someone probably wrote that. Just but to yeah, that is a silver jelly. I forget what they call that particular type of. But this thing was in a book, so it, this isn't like some print that San Francisco issued in 1992. Right. I mean, this was in someone's scrapbook. It's got. When you take it off and look on the back, it had been glued to a. That's what I mean. How many pictures are there of him from, like, like there were there wasn't a lot of cameras back then. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I think there's five or six actual photographs because people wanted to take his picture, so there was more of him. I mean, five different poses of him is a lot. Right, but if that's then. reprinted in a book, then there's potentially thousands of copies of that picture. Right, you know that somebody sliced out of a book and. Uh, Ruined the book. Yeah, and it happened, by the way, happens all the time. Ruined. Sorry, I say it wrong. It bugs uh, my wife when I say I say I say ruined. Yeah. Okay. How do you say it? Runt. That's even worse. I love <laughs> that. Love yeah, that. That's part of the reason. It's that done they, rot. They have to keep looking at. They have to keep checking illustrated rare books in the libraries because people want to slice out pages and then they sell the pages. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Gutenberg Bibles, you know, there's like this fight to try, you know, because they're actually more interesting to study. Steve Gutenberg wrote a Bible? He did. It was uh, all about three men and a baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, yeah. They call him the three wise men, but he just he <laughs> cut out the wise part. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, that was nicely done. Like you've and that's that a good before. segue yeah, to this. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Emperor what? Norton died in 1880. 1880. And by the way, he that's a that's a nice little rain. That is a nice little rain. Isn't that the, the what we're calling this episode? Sure. The nice little rain yeah, of 21 him. years? Yeah. Yeah. So 1859 he declares himself 1859. And then by yeah. the way, uh according to Wikipedia here, Protector of Mexico was added in 1863. Okay. So it's Because Napoleon the 3rd invaded Mexico and he's like, "Hey, uh, back off." Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this, Tom. Um January 2nd, 1873, whereas there are great commotions in different quarters of the terrestrial globe arising from discussing the question, the purification of the Bible, its true and false lights and fears are entertained that a war may break out at some remote point and spread all over the world, carrying in its winding course, death, pestilence, famine, devastation and ruin. So. People arguing, is the Bible true or not? He's worried that that's going to, you know, we're going to start killing each other. I want, you know, um, whereas such a state of affairs is to be deplored by all liberal minded Christians who oppose bigotry, charlatan charlatanism and humbuggery. Another good word. That 
seems like the the that seems like the 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 rights platform, like the evangelical Franklin Graham platform. That yeah, though all that, all those three things. What was the last one? I like that word. Humbuggery. Hum. Buggery. Get that, away from me with your humbuggery. Yeah, that just stinks of Dickens. Bah humbuggery. <laughs> humbuggery is what they do in the boys' choir at Oxford. Humbug. <laughs> what? Humbuggery. What's the uh, What's the real definition of humbuggery? Just come on. Humbug Peter. is nonsense. So okay. humbuggery would be spouting nonsense. Spouting nonsense. Uh, uh, I like so that this, word. This is uh, what he's saying. Is, let's skip ahead here. He says, now, therefore, Norton first, uh, do hereby command that all communities select delegates to a Bible convention to be held in the city of San Francisco, state of California, United, United States of America, on the second day of January, 1873, for the purpose of eliminating all doubtful passages contained in the present, presented, in the present printed edition of the Bible. That's he's going to take away all the magic, all the he he's did this. He's going to do Jefferson's that. thing, right? He's, yes, and that's when I read this. This is exactly what I thought. Did he know Jefferson already did this? I don't know, but he's talking about to keep the peace. Let's just strip the Bible oh, down to all the good words that Jesus said, and and in the old Te- and you know just cut out all the good stuff, leave all the rest on the floor, leave everything Paul wrote. Paul's out. out. Paul's out. You got nothing on this. You got nothing on Paul out? I'm fine with Paul out. I just wanted to say that, you know, I think officially he probably should just lose the New Testament, but that's fine. Well, yeah. yeah. By the way, he was born in England. I just, you know, again, that's just a little... Yeah, and, and, his, uh, and, he came, and he came to San Francisco, I think, with his family, or maybe they died in... And he inherited the money and then went to San Francisco because that's a good place to make money. I don't Didn't remember. Didn't work out for him or... Did, it he didn't lost work out everything. For the, it kind of worked out for them. You know what? It's interesting because he ends up losing all of his money, right. yet gaining, not needing money. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. Like he, it shows you that he went sort to of, the opera. He he went to all the talks, all the speeches, all the things. Until what's he missing? He ate. He ate out in restaurants. He was he, at every major opening. Every he literally figured right? out a way to live comfortably. Without money. Mm-hmm. Who, how many people have been able to do that in life? Like two, him and Winnie the Pooh. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, right? I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, it should be said just because I need to, I don't know, inject some economic realism here. Ah, part- I hate when you do that. Sorry. Um, this next episode we're going to do is never go on. He's sure Tom's not going to like this one. It is... Peter's humbuggery. <laughs> uh, it's just that, uh, how do I put it? It wasn't exactly an entirely noble transaction on the part of the merchants. They sold, he was a tourist attraction. Oh, of course. Souvenirs. He well, was like, sure, yeah. He comes in, it's good business to, to let, the, you know, he came in last night. Right, and they, then they're like, here we are, home of Emperor Norton. Would you like an Emperor yes. Norton t-shirt? So it paid off for them. Yes. To, to, it was absolutely. like advertising that they embrace him. He likes to come here because we let him eat for free. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We take his money. And you and if you know, you come here on a Tuesday, usually Emperor Norton's over right. at that table. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Emperor Norton's, your money's no good here on Saturdays. We got a full house. You, we all ate at this wonderful Mexican restaurant around the corner last night, right? And the food was great, and we all had a good time, wonderful. If we walked in there and said, you know, this homeless guy over here is an interesting fella. I bet if you let him eat for free, people would get to know it. You think they'd do it? Hell no. They're not, 
They're not going to do it. Well, is he so, wearing a is he wearing a uniform and carrying a cane? We're in Frankfort, Kentucky, capital city. Uh, of course he is. He's just I bet to... we could find some Confederate soldier wandering around. By the way, if they're still fighting the for the if they're still fighting the Confederate war, like down at the like down at the Capitol or whatever, right. wearing their things, can are we allowed to shoot them? I mean, if they're still at war. There's, let me let me look up uh, 450 proclamations. Emperor had to say something about it. Well, and, and I, I'm assuming he's wearing a Union uniform. It's a Union. Yeah, uniform. I was going to say, uh, you know, that guy was not on the side of the Confederacy. Mm-mm. I but like. There, but he probably was against, the Emperor Norton of Frankfort, Kentucky. Probably, how did he die? Um, he was going to. Uh, he was on his way to a talk. He was going to go hear someone give a lecture. And he dropped dead on the sidewalk and heart attack. Probably. I don't, I don't remember that, but he dropped dead on the sidewalk and it was huge news. And, and they had a big, and the city paid for the burial and the coffin and this and that. And then they moved his, after the burial and moved him somewhere else for some reason. But, um, I wonder if his gravesite still a visited place. Yes, or? I think, I think so. Here's even, again, I don't claim to know this. I just read it in Wikipedia as I'm mm-hmm. scrambling here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1939, there's a movement because he was in favor of the bridges to get part of the Bay Bridge named for him. He, they should have. He's the one that came up with the damn idea. Well, yes. and it, it continues. There have been two campaigns now in the 21st century, one in like 2013 mm. and another 2013, one. that's fantastic. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. They were going to name part of the Bay Bridge after Willie, uh, Willie Brown, okay. the famous... Uh, San Francisco politician, mm-hmm. and a group came out and said, hey, we're naming part of it for Willie Brown. Emperor Norton is, should get his due. So far, you know, non-successful, but I like that twice now yeah, in the 21st century, they're still trying. See, the, it definitely, they should definitely name, I think they should name the whole bridge after him, you know? And I, this, is a, this is a little off topic, but I think that's a pro- something that irritates me about this country is all the things are named for military generals and and pu- I'm not saying that you can't have some of that fine, but why not some colorful characters? Why Especially not some- something like that that you're like how how what a cool thing to say about your city and its people and, and its citizenry to be like look at this sort of a make a wish thing that we that we I don't all like this make a wish thing you, you've come back to I twice think, now. i think it's a good analogy you I know don't. what i'm saying like everybody comes together and pretends he that he made is a real. life my friend yes but <laughs> i i think it's a cool thing for your city to embrace that this is how good a people we are and you can at least pretend like this yes. is who we are yeah. um, i think so too the uh it should be said that in 2004 the other 21st century campaign um one of the Chronicle editorial cartoonists said they should name the whole bridge for him. And that resolution was introduced in the San Francisco uh, Board of Supervisors and passed. And really? Then, yes. And then modified. They said, well, maybe only new additions to the bridge. What? And, and then Oakland went, hey, fuck this guy. He's not from Oakland. And that's it. Then, then the, oh. But that's Oakland ridiculous. fucking it up again. He visited Oakland on a weekly basis. He would go take the ferry or whatever it was and go over there. I'm done making. I couldn't look, spread it. You, yeah. you go. I know. I'll go fight the fight. Yeah. I wish Emperor was here. He off with their heads. I mean, why can't we get one simple thing done? You know what I mean? Change the entire structure of the government of this country right. and name a bridge after one person. 
Uh, why can't we get these? It seems so simple. It does Tom. seem simple. I don't there know. There are, by the way, you were asking about it. Why isn't there a movie about this guy? Yeah, so it should be screenplay. No movie. But there was an episode of Bonanza. What? That uh, are it, you serious? Yeah. Link. I did not know this. Link in the on the social media pages, L- oh. or if you know how, where this where 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 this episode is, if you have a link from YouTube or whatever, please email it to. Fep- what's the email again? Our email is huffpodcast at gmail.com. Well done. Boom. And if you have an Emperor Norton bill, <laughs> send it on. Send it on. Uh, send me a picture of it, and I'll tell you how much I'll, I'll give you for it. Yeah. Uh, so in Bonanza. I can't believe he was in Bonanza. Sam Jaffe, even better. Oh, my gosh. Was the man who played the titular character in that episode, which was called the Emperor Norton. So he went and met. They called the episode the Emperor Norton. Emperor Norton and uh, Sam Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, right. also showed up in that episode. Since uh, if you remember your Huckleberry Finn, there's the character of the king, the delusional king, based on Emperor Norton. Is it really? Yeah, because Mark Twain lived in San Francisco. He knew the guy. Yeah. Shows up in Robert Louis Stevenson as well. But yeah, and there's also an episode of Death Valley Days called Emperor Norton. Death, what was that? Twain TV wrote show? that then early yeah, Death in Death Valley his... Days was an anthology Western show hosted by Ronald Reagan. Oh, no wonder I didn't watch General it. Electric. Because the, uh, the, um, he, that he, Twain wrote that book pre Civil War. So he knew this guy, yeah, of this guy back in early in his reign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in his reign. God, yeah. The, what are we calling this? The, or no, he the, wrote in 1884. My bad. What are we calling this up? The nice little reign of Emperor, what, what was the phrase? Yeah, nice little reign. Nice little reign of yeah, Emperor sorry. Norton. It, uh, Huckleberry Finn set before the Civil War. But it was written in 1884. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... But still, no, I mean, Twain knew him when he lived in San Francisco. That's that's great. And Robert Louis Stevenson wrote a story, and then Death Valley Days in Bonanza. Now, how did you know about him? Like, when you saw this picture, were you like, did, did, did seeing this picture and the name sort of intrigue you and make you look it up and find out, oh my God, this is a thing? Or did you know no. of him and then you saw this picture? I, I knew about this guy and I, I don't know how I knew about this guy. I don't know where I learned about him. I don't know him. either. I don't have a clue. I just knew about him. I didn't know this much about him. Right. But I knew that there was a guy who declared himself emperor, Emperor Norton. And that San Francisco kind of went, all right, yeah. sure. And, and where'd I, you find this? In, like out on the West Coast? Yeah, or? when I lived, I lived in... in LA for nine minutes, you know, right. but I think, I don't think I actually bought that when I lived in LA, I, but I was doing Tribble runs. There's a guy named Tribble right. that I don't know if he still books stuff, but he books stuff on the North, uh, the Northwest, there. Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. And you know, so found, you're found out that out there and, and I bought it in a stack of papers, you know, it was just a stack of stuff. Oh, and so there wasn't in the, it wasn't in the frame. I no, I picked that frame for that to go in because it frames looked, almost everything himself. Yeah. It looks kind of, you have an exquisite taste in frames, I have to say. I've, everything you've, you've brought out that's yeah. a picture, I'm like, oh, that fits really well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I know nothing about them. I just know, oh, I like that frame. And, and like, that'll go right. I've got the right picture to go in that frame. Yeah. A lot of times I'll see a frame and go, oh, yeah, I like that frame. And I'll get it. And then I have a picture in mind. But sometimes, I mean, I have boxes of frames just, just waiting. waiting for the right picture. Waiting for the, the picture that goes into that. So, you know, when I, I went to frame that, I... I went through my frames and picked, you know, I had a couple that I had to pick, and that's the one that that should go on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
if you were to move, we talked about this in another episode, like you right. want to move to different places. Mm-hmm. Would do you ever do you ever take all your stuff down and then reframe and mix stuff up with frames? Or once it's in a frame, that's you found the No, program. I mean, I yeah, I've never done that. But I'll tell you one thing I have done is like I'll find something that needs to be framed and I'll I know that and that frame on the wall should go with this picture, not the one that's in there. So I'll take that picture out and put the, do you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yes, yes. But but I wouldn't just switch them up because it's not it's kind of a pain to frame and like some stuff because I wanted that name. His name is at the bottom. We didn't really describe that picture when we, the name at the bottom, the, the mat had to be cut in order to see the, so I took okay. that, I took that to my, to the guy in Athens that framed stuff. It's interesting. Cause before you, as you were describing him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was a sort of an insane homeless guy wearing a uniform. I, I'm looking at him like, man, well, the, the shoes look nice and the bottoms of the pants are even like, they're not yeah, dirty and filthy yeah. and they're, right. they're not, they're not frayed. Like mm-hmm. his, the outfit looks, the, sh- the jacket looks pretty crumply, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But his pants look like they're pressed. They, so he's. Yeah. I think they made him close. I mean, I, I read some paragraph in some article or somewhere, you know, they would. They would say your your outfit's looking a little shabby. Let's get you in here and get you another one. And just like Peter said, it was good business. You would have literally have a thing up there that say we service the emperor. Right. God. Places in town would let you know. He was literally like the emperor has no he has the clothes, but he, <laughs> <laughs> but just no power. Yes. That you see, there's yeah. probably the see, you can walk around without any clothes. If you really are the emperor, but right. if you're not the emperor, <laughs> Woo, you yeah. got to find somebody that's going to dress you tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in answer to your question, do people still visit his grave, Tom? Since 1974, there is an annual pilgrimage to the gravesite from San Francisco that is conducted um, by the Imperial Council of San Francisco, which still wow. maintains... This is awesome story. <laughs> I'm so glad that you like it. It I, makes me so I happy. I can't believe nobody else has tried this. There has to have been other people that have been like, well, I'm going to, I want to do that. I'm, here's yeah. a, here's okay. another picture of him, Tom, with his little. Okay. Now that hat on. looks. Yeah. He's got a crazier hat on there. This looks like he's trying to be like a Japanese emperor. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's been someone that said, I'm Norton the second. And he was treated as well as Gallagher too. They went, right. no. <laughs> I think we should close on that. That was beautiful. You ripped off his act. That's great. San Francisco's tolerate a lot of things, but not a joke thief. Not, not a joke thief. We are not going to put up with that. I'm glad that you guys like this guy because I kind of, I don't really care if you like the footstool with the flowers in the middle. How I don't can really- you not love? Right. Just a, a, well, I mean, a civic embrace of a lunatic because they like the bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it makes me very, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm very happy because I don't know exactly how irritated I would be if you were like, nah, this is crap. I don't like this. Then I'd kind of be like, yeah, well, maybe you ought to go eat for a few days. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're always trying to get rid of me on this podcast. No, totally I'm under, just kidding. Totally understandable. I'm, I'm just, just saying. kidding. Uh, yes. But I'm, I'm really, I don't know. At the end, of, I'm, I'm happy you guys like him as, as much as I do. And it's a cool picture. So uh, there is, I think on YouTube, someone did like a, 30 minute kind of documentary on it. Sure. If you listeners, you ought to go check that out. It's kind of a cool and it's not that long. It's kind of cool little documentary. So, 
Um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, HuffPodcast at gmail.com. You can send uh, questions or, um, you know, information about any Ed Norton stuff you want to uh, sell me. <laughs> Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. Either way. Emp Norton. Emp Norton. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Who listens to the end? I don't understand. I mean, what's really why am I still talking? It's all right. Uh, this is, I guess, the small print of the podcast. Is that what it is? Is that when the, you pull out the glasses that you have to kind of slide down the nose and read the bottom of the bottle kind of thing? Uh, it was so-called produced by Matt Holt. I don't know what he did, but there was something. He wants his name on here. Uh, intro music is real. Greg Brown. I picked it because I love Greg Brown, and I was hoping someone would listen to this podcast and go, what was that music? I want to find out what that is. Go listen to Greg Brown. Outro music was sweet, sweet. Uh, you know, rate and review, you know, whatever. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. I think that's a button that you push. It's kind of like liking something. Or You know what annoys me is when I send someone a text and then I get a message back that says so-and-so liked your text. Don't do that to me. Don't, do, don't answer my text or answer me, but don't like my... Uh, tell a friend about this podcast, or don't, you know, I don't know, uh, and thanks for listening. This has been a Perfecta Podcast Network production, Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities Perfecta Podcast Network production. Say that 11 times and, and try to enjoy life. I've been learning, making it on my own, while my mind is turning, thinking of how I've gone. From a heart beat to the beat of a heart finding its way back.